morning. Good morning. Uh, welcome to KBC. Welcome to our all-age 9.30 service. Um, it's a bit quiet in here this morning. I'm going to ask the stewards if they would um, send the kids, uh, give notice to the kids for them to come on, come on in and join us. Um, we've got a few notices this morning. Um, we have a lot of involvement from lots of different children this morning. Um, so the service is not going to be streamed on you or, or available on YouTube. Okay. Yeah. So as Steph said, this morning is an all-age service, um, which means that the children and young people will remain in the church um, for the full service. If it gets too much for the little ones, there will be a kind of small crash outside in the crush hall. So if you need to go out there, then feel free to use that. But you can always come back in if they've settled down. Um, we've got lots going on after the service um, all through the day today. Today is the day of the Sunday Group's picnic. We are going to Burn Green Park in Kilsyth, um, and we would love for you to join us. Um, we will be there from about half one. Um, we have the hall. We hope it's not going to rain. We hope the weather is going to stay on our side. Um, bring a picnic, come play games, play in the park, and just enjoy fun food and fellowship. For the youth, there is our annual barbecue tonight at the Allens. Um, at six thirty after the six thirty service um, for just fun, food, and fellowship. I think we're going to be well fed today, Ellie. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> so where are the kids? I know. Oh, all age service, and we're missing all half age the service, and we're missing half of them. <laughs> are they on our way? Let's give them a. Oh, are we? Yeah, 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 yeah. A big. No. You're going to have to keep going. Yay! Keep going. Hey, there they are. <laughs> oh, so cute. Keep going, keep going. They're still coming, they're still coming. There's space everywhere. Yeah, all these boys here. So welcome, boys and girls. Find a space, have a seat. So what have we got going on in during this service, Aileen? Well, today we're going to be looking at what God has been teaching us um, throughout Sunday groups, I think, as well. Um, and we're going to be commissioning Steph, our very own Steph, as our children's ministry leader. Yep, we're going to sing lots of songs that we've been learning during kids' worship. Um, we have a big Bible quiz, um, which you are all going to participate in. Um, and we'll be hearing from the different Sunday groups and from our very own lovely Andy Craig. Uh, yeah, so we've got a lot going on this morning, but we hope that everyone will take something from it and enjoy the service. So just as now we're all gathered here to worship, let's take a moment. I'll let the last few of the adults sit down before I do this. Yeah, you, Gordon, yeah. Okay, let's just take a moment to pray. Lord God, in your word, we find true stories. Help us to learn how to grow closer to you from the example and mistakes of great Bible characters. Lord God, in your word, we find law. Help us to understand and obey the rules that you have given us. Lord God, in your word, we find poetry and songs. Help us to use their words to express our love for you. Lord God, in your word, we find prophecy. Help us to be ready to listen to all that you have to say to us. Lord God, in your word, we find letters. 
help us to be grateful for the rich teaching about you and the church. Lord God, in your word, we find the gospel story. Help us to rejoice in your love and to spread the good news to others. Amen. Okay, we're going to get you up on your feet now. You're not going to be sitting down long this morning for any time. So um, we're going to welcome the band up. And we've got very, we're starting high energy. I'm just going to say a little bit about um, what we've been doing in kids' worship um, this year. Um, so we've had a lot of fun. What we've been doing is um, the structure of the kids' worship sessions has been largely based on what the kids have been doing in um, Sunday groups. Um, so what we've, we've done, and we've sung about two or three songs. One of them um, has been one that we sing either at 6.30 or in the morning here so that the kids can get used to um, what the adults sing. Um, but the other one or two um, has been sort of based around their passage for the day and also we watched a little video in the sessions as well so the songs that we're singing this morning are the ones that the kids should be familiar with so lots of singing
seats. So all of us come to a knowledge of Jesus and a love of God in different ways. But for many, their first (coughs) memories of this are from attending Sunday school. I grew up in a family where we didn't regularly go to church and I've got no memories of the handful of times that I did go to Sunday school. Um, We are really blessed here to have a wonderful team of Sunday group leaders who help our children discover what the Bible is all about and point them to Jesus. And I hope one day that my children see what a privilege it is to grow up within a Sunday group. And I'm so thankful for the leaders who serve in the kids' ministry in this way. But Ailey, you grew up here in coming through Sunday school. What are your memories of Sunday school? Well, I mean, it might be a wee bit obvious, but I love the singing. <laughs> um, yeah, I just loved learning all the traditional, like, our God's a great big God songs. Like, they stuck with me, like, till now and I think they will forever um, and it's always just it's been a good reminder um, throughout my childhood just exactly like who God is and yeah. What about of... you? What do you remember about your time as a child in church? Anyone who going to share with us? Come on. Surely. Boys and girls, you don't have to share here because you've already shared with me and we'll show them later. I'm looking to the adults and to the youth I'm just coming for you. <laughs> Dave. Oh, um. Oh, yeah. Oh, Sarah, thank you. I remember the crafts and making things, and that's what I loved to uh, help remember the Bible stories. Thank you. Your boys I like that. I think Maureen too. had her yeah. hand up there. Maureen, oh. Yeah. Where are you? Oh, you're here, Maureen. Hello. Good morning. What do you remember, Maureen? Being told to sit still. (laughs) You're all sitting very still this morning, it has to be said. Please don't worry about noise and moving and rustling. That is not a worry we have. Oh, David Gordon. Yes. As if I wasn't already sweaty enough this morning. I remember flannel graph. Oh, Oh, lots of other people do too. (laughs) All right, I see lots of nods and that noise. Oh, memories are being sparked here. Jill. I remember dressing up in my nightie to act out some of the plays, some of the, do plays and act out some of the stories. In your nightie. Mm. There's one up the Interesting. Oh, Marjorie. Well, like Aileen, I remember lots of the songs and it was sism choruses that we sang. And one that was particularly special was one that said, into my heart, come into my heart, Lord Jesus. Thank you. Is that, is that the memories? Anyone shared? else? We don't want to leave you out. No. You know. Oh, oh. <laughs> Sorry, Steph. Where? Where? Keep where? going, keep going. <laughs> well, I'm so old, I couldn't help smiling when you said you remembered the traditional songs. Well, that, was, that wasn't traditional for me. That oh, was really you. <laughs> Are there any songs you have, have sort of seared into your memory? Oh, things like The Lord's My Shepherd and all the really old ones. But also, I do remember having to get dressed up for going to church on a Sunday. And your Sunday best? Yes. And even having to wear a hat as a child. <laughs> Oh, jings. I could not be wearing that. Oh, another memory here. I remember as, as a child going to the Tabernacle, which was in the Maryhill Road. It's now uh, Finlay Memorial. 
And the highlight of my Sunday was the magic lantern slides. Boy, was that top gear. I think you've sparked a few memories behind me here. <laughs> Excellent. So these things stay with us. But how much has maybe stayed with you and how much have you taken in on a Sunday morning? We now have the big Bible quiz. Ooh. Ooh, uh, yeah, you, you've got to be more excited than that. We now have the big Bible quiz. Woo! Much better, thank you. You will find underneath your seat, or most of you will, I'm hoping most of you will, um, four sheets of pa- coloured paper. You will need a set. If not, you can maybe, if, if the rows at the back, very back corner there don't have, maybe people can pass along to share for participants. Okay, or if there's, them round. there's lots of empty ones here, pass them back. Okay. And what's going to happen is there will be a question. It is multiple choice. We're not cruel, first thing in the morning. Multiple choice. And each answer is a colour. You're going to have to show me the colour that matches your answer. Everyone with us? Oh, some people seem unsure. You need to hold it high as well. So we'll give one a go. You're also going to have to count your own points. There are no winners. Yeah. Just your, the knowledge that you have <laughs> completed the quiz. Okay, question one. How many books are there in the Bible? I've oh. got a green, some yellow. Mainly yellow. Oh, time is up. Oh, it is. What colour do we would say is predominantly there? Predominantly yellow. Well done. There are, of course, 66 books in the Bible all together. Right, question two. Ready? What was the name of the shepherd boy who became the second king of Israel? Time and the answer is, of course, red. Well done. Yeah, majority. David was the second king of Israel. Okay, next question. What was Barnabas called first? Ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two. Oh, taking Ooh. longer on this one. Yes. Between a few, this one. And I saw you. I saw you checking out what the kids said because they have done this <laughs> on a Sunday morning, and they were the first ones to give the right answer. The answer is Joseph. Well done. Well done. Okay. Okay. Next question. Ready? In whose house did King David leave the Ark of Covenant for three months? Taking a bit of time now. Oh, lots of time taken over this one. This one was stuck in by my husband, Chris, because I was like, you're gonna have to we're gonna have to put something really challenging in there. So if you don't agree with the answer to this, take it up with him. He's not here this morning because the little (laughs) one's not well. That's fine. But it's (laughs) Obadum. Okay, that got a few, caught a few of you out. 
even some of the, yeah, some of the, min, min, the, the ministers there. Oh. 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 Next question. What animal tricked Eve in the Garden of Eden? got consensus on this one that's good it was of course the snake okay let's see if we can catch anyone else out here really yeah i know okay next question what bird did noah send out first from the ark oh a bit of a different one there you're not participating Andy? Over. We're actually quite half, Ooh, half and half. Oh, half and half. This is, yeah, this is a, a you're not pro- people who've got this wrong are probably going to not like it. He sent, of course, two birds out from the ark. First, the first bird was the raven. Oh. That was a tricky one. Oh, <laughs> yeah. He did, he did then send a dove out and the, the raven came back having not found land or didn't return. One or the other. And the dove was the one who returned. <laughs> okay, next question. Who killed... Whose brother? Oh. Who killed his... No, who killed who, his who, brother? Who killed his brother? One of them was alive and one of them was dead. Oh, okay. I understand the question now. <laughs> I didn't write them. Ailey found that question tricky there. Uh, yeah, I got really She's like, confused. Then. Which brother did he kill? If I told you which brother he'd killed, Ailey, it would be obvious. <laughs> yeah, sorry. So, sense. yep, the answer is Cain. We've looked at that one on a Sunday morning too, in Sunday Grapes. Well done. You did better than I did there. Okay, do we have one last? Was it one more? Two more. Two more. Okay, penultimate question. Oh, three. How many days was Lazarus dead before, for before Jesus brought him, brought him back to life? I can't read. Oh, there's a lot of difference. Oh, and a lot of discussion over that one. This side's kind of... I wrote this one and it, caught, it even caught Chris out. I was very pleased. Just... <laughs> Um, it was four days. <laughs> Going strong there, Mark. Going strong. Excellent, <laughs> excellent. Okay, next question. Mm, this is another story we, I think, have looked at in Sunday groups. I think. Who was a blind man healed by Jesus? Who was a blind man? Ten, nine, eight, seven. Well done. It was Bartimaeus. Well done. Well done. And the last question. <laughs> what are we told to do in the fifth commandment? Oh, you're going to have to count Sing the them. song. <laughs> Nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, Oh, 
definitely lots a of discussion, but there is a majority, and the majority are saying, honour your honor father your... and mother. Yeah, well done. <laughs> Did anyone manage 10 for 10? Oh, excellent, well done you. Could you please put those back under your seats so that we're able to do that again at the 11.15? Thank you very much. <laughs> So we're just going to move into another worship song. Sorry, I've totally just stood on my lace. Um, if everyone could please stand and join in, it would be great to see the whole congregation join in with the actions as well. They're not hard, so don't worry. Just copy me. Let's stand as we worship. <laughs>
introduce his name. Okay, boys and girls, and uh, everyone else here this morning, most of you know Steph. Does everybody know Steph? And you also know that she's now going to be our new children's ministry, ministry leader. leader. Yeah, yeah. Ministry <laughs> leader. And, uh, oh, yeah. Thank you. So we are so excited about that because the people that interviewed you and the elders and the church all just thought it was exactly the right appointment. So you're going to tell us a little bit about why you ended up applying for the job. I am. Why on earth would you want to do this? It's a good question. <laughs> and so I've tell us more. Tell you more. Okay. It's a bit of a story. And I had to write it down so I got it clear. Let me, let me find it. So today we're sharing... Um, with everyone what you like about Sunday groups and what you've learned about the Bible, God and Jesus. And I'm going to take time now to share a little bit about what God has been teaching me because as Christians, we don't ever stop growing in our knowledge or in our relationship with God. But I wonder if you can think in the Bible who needed to listen to God. Have you got someone in mind? Because okay, the Bible's full of famous people who had to listen to God and follows, follow his instructions, even if they were unsure about it. You've got Noah building a huge big ark when, in the desert where there's no rain. Okay? You've got Samuel with God calling to him in the night. Okay? But they're all recorded there in the Bible so that we have their example. And I love how God works and brings things together. Um, and the guys are going to bring up the passage for me that... We were looking at this one in Sunday groups last week. It's from Philippians, okay? And this, this passage was instrumental in why I'm standing here in front of you, okay? But I think it is necessary to send back to you Epaphroditus, my brother, co-worker, and fellow soldier, who is also your messenger, whom you sent to take care of my needs. For he longs for all of you and is distressed because you heard he was ill. Indeed, he was ill and almost died, but God had mercy on him, and not on him only, but also on me, to spare me sorrow upon sorrow. Therefore, I am all the more eager to send him, so that when you see him again, you may be glad and I may have less anxiety. So then, welcome him in the Lord with great joy and honour people like him. Because he almost died for the work of Christ. He risked his life to make up for the help you yourselves could not give me. Okay. So, this was where I heard God the loudest. Most of you all know I'm a teacher. And if you don't, you do now. I've worked in Lindsay schools for the last 12 years. And I love teaching. It's never what I set out to do. Um, it's not what I answered when people asked me when I was little, what do you want to be when you grow up? I never said teacher. But I've always worked with children in various Hold on a minute. Roles. What did you say? Mm, do you know, I can't even think. Probably an author. I like to write little books and bore people with my terrible drawings. Ah, right, okay. Yeah. I think we're probably pleased that you became a teacher instead. Yeah. yeah. My, my, my art skills are still terrible. <laughs> um, I have a degree in psychology and teaching was meant to be part of the process, a longer process, to get me some, some kind of job in psychology. 
Um, but the moment I stepped into my own classroom, I knew it was where I was meant to be. And I thought I would never leave it because teaching is lovely and safe. Once you're a teacher, you don't have to leave. And I like that. Um, it's taken me a long time to realise that my skills and abilities in working with children are a gift from God. Because it's just something I've always been able to do. Um, and I didn't always see that as something special. Okay. So, as I said, teaching is safe. I like safe. I like plans. I was comfortable and I was good at it. Okay. I've got two boys, one of whom's home poorly this morning. Um, and would normally be hating having to sit here. He would normally want to be running off to his Sunday group and saying, when are we going to our, going to our classrooms? Um, and when I had both boys, I returned to work full-time after both boys, and I've got a wonderful support network that enabled me to do that. Um, and I could do it all, or so I believed. I was proud of the fact that I could do it. I could work and balance and be busy and do everything. But in the academic year before last... I, start, I felt like things started to unravel quite a bit. Um, me or one of the kids constantly seemed to be unwell. Um, and I limped from holiday to holiday and spent the entire holiday beginning to feel better again, only to go charging back into a full schedule. Um, and I began to feel like I wasn't doing anything well. Being a teacher, being a parent, being a wife, being a friend, any of it. Um, I was holding it together. But I was narky, I was tired, and I was wearing myself out. I thought it would pass. I thought that when Finlay started to sleep better, I'd be fine. More sleep would be the answer. That would be fine. New, and a different class at school, it would, I would be fine. I, would, I could soldier on. I would be all right. But then one day, my friend, Kat, who's sitting over there, challenged me. She said, Why? Why are you doing this? Why do you feel the need to work all the time? And I couldn't answer her. And in her question, I felt God challenge me about my pride over my work, my ability to do it all. This, this idea that I had to appear like I had it all together. But I've just said my ability to work with children is a God-given gift, right? And it took me a long time to get there. Why would I have to give that up? It, would, it felt like I was admitting defeat. And so with this struggle going on, I sat one night at 6.30 and listened to David preach on this passage, on the, the, the characteristic of, of courage, which as Christians here at KBC, we want to be exhibiting. I was so struck by what he said. And if you go back and look in my Bible um, at that passage, it's scrawled all over as I took in what he had to say about, about it and what God was saying to me through it. I'd read this passage before, but I obviously hadn't really noticed it. I love how the Bible can strike you afresh, and that's why it's called God's living, breathing word, right? And there's a couple of things he mentioned about Epaphroditus that stayed with me. He pointed out the use of the Greek word, I can't pronounce it, so I won't, but for risking. Um, and it's the only use of this word in Paul's letters. And it means to gamble. And Epaphroditus was gambling for the kingdom of God. And Epaphroditus was sick. But he went on a long journey to deliver Paul's message anyway. He stepped out in faith. And he was doing God's work. And that was worth risking his life for. 
David also talked about that through Epaphroditus, Paul's trying to impress upon us that we need to take risks in the love of God. We need to step out because we, you said, we, we systemize and sanitize God. Basically, we make God small, smaller than he actually is. And that actually, we need to become dependent on the unpredictable spirit to, and to become risk takers because it's the only way that the world will change. But for me, I like safe, remember? I like plans. I like my nice, comfortable job. But I knew God was pressing me to look to him and to step out. At the end of the sermon, David asked people to write down anything or any areas where they felt God was asking them to step out, to take risks with, and he would have them prayed for. I don't normally do that kind of thing. I don't normally get up out of my chair. But I clearly felt God telling me to write down, and I don't know where it came from. Remember, I have a job. I was nice and safe. And I knew I had to write down involvement in kids' ministry. And I can picture it really clearly. It was in green pen. It's the same green pen that's... this passage is scrawled all over in my Bible Um, I was already involved in lots in the kids ministry um, supporting Gillian doing it and I I, I really enjoyed that but that's what God told me to do so I did it and I thought no more of it but I'm here I had to listen to God and he had made me no longer comfortable doing what I was doing he challenged my pride and chipped away at it until I had to surrender it to him. I actually cried, didn't I? I don't do crying. I don't do tears in public. But I did. He really, he, he, he broke me down and took that away from me. Um, I let go and I went to my boss at work um, to talk about working part-time so that I could listen to what God had wanted me to do. Now, God uh, cleared the path in doing this because my boss changed that year. And my boss is now Shona Allen. (laughs) There aren't many people who have a boss that they can go to and say, I can't do this anymore because God told me to, and I can't. (laughs) There are not many people who have a boss that then less than a year later can go and say, actually, you know how I only work three days now? Um, I actually need to only work two. And for them to understand that. So God, at each point, has cleared the path. So yeah, I reduced my working week to three days. And waited and trusted that God would show me what I was to do. Um, I was in no hurry to fill the extra days. Um, but then Gillian stepped down. And that, for me, was something that came completely out of the blue. And I knew when the application went out that that was a door I had to push to see if that was what God wanted me to do. The application process was a lot more involved than I thought it was going to be. I'll be honest. Um, I panicked, but at every panic, God held my hand, and through encouragement from my friends, through praying, um, the friends would just speak to me, and without me saying anything, would have alleviated that fear, and one Friday morning on my way here to toddlers to help out, I had a major panic, I thought, I can't do this, I I, I mean, I really can't, what am I doing? (laughs) And I sat in the car and I prayed. And the next song on the radio was the song, We Say Yes. And I won't sing it for you, but it goes. We choose to serve you, to follow where you lead, to be your witness, to be your hands and feet. We say yes. My soul says yes. Whatever you have for me, whatever lies ahead, we say yes.
in every season, we can trust you, for you are with us. You are always good. When I heard this and had a good sing-along, I felt calm. I knew that as uncomfortable as being interviewed by people that I knew, um, that I had to get over that. And that as busy and hectic as things were that month, it was what I knew God wanted me to do and I had to step out even though it was hard. I had to run the risk of embarrassing myself and I had to trust that if it was what God wanted, it would happen. And here I am. Very exciting. And of course, I mean, it was difficult for the interview group as well because we actually had two really good candidates. But in the final analysis, what made the difference was not so much your story, but God's story. And we recognized that God was very much working in your life. And there was a real sense of calling to this ministry. So boys and girls and other folks, I'm going to ask um, Steph a couple of really difficult questions. Well, they're easy questions, but they're hard to, to live out. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then we're going to pray for in a wee minute. Steph, we've heard how you have been called by God to serve as the children's leader, ministry, ministry coordinator, no, children's, children's ministry leader. Ministry leader. Yeah, I think God knows anyway what yes. we're talking about. I hear no one outside Kirk of this building Baptist does. <laughs> And uh, so I just want us, you know, to reaffirm your faith in God. So do you believe in one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit? And do you confess Jesus Christ as your Savior and Lord? I do. And Steph, will you carry out this ministry to which you have been called with enthusiasm and dedication, introducing children and young people to Jesus, discipling them, and working within the church? and within the wider community. Relying on God, I will. And one final question, and I'm as awkward, see, I need a lectern, don't I? Mm -hmm. Just like you do, really, but anyway, I'll be all organized for 11.15. We'll have this down, Pat. And Steph, will you also be faithful in prayer, faithful in reading the scriptures, so that your own faith may be deepened as you seek to live out the truth of the gospel before the children here in this church. I will, with God's help. And folks, can we all stand and respond positively, hopefully? And uh, you can either say yes or no. (laughs) (laughs) Or say I or go whatever you want to do, all right? As long as it's affirmative, or even if it's not. All right, okay, we'll deal with you afterwards, okay? So, folks here at KBC, um, will you acknowledge this morning and receive Steph as your children's ministry Ministry leader. leader? And will you pray for her, encourage her, and support her in the days that lie ahead? That's reasonably enthusiastic. Are you happy with that? Yeah. Okay. The most important thing is that God will be there to support you and encourage you as well. So are we happy to remain standing for a wee minute if you can? And we're going to invite 
um, three or four people up just to pray for Steph. We're going to invite Gillian, who obviously was in this role, but Gillian is the elder um, with oversight for children's ministry in the church. And we're going to ask Mark, who chairs the children's hub, and they're going to pray. And also, I think, a couple of boys and girls as well. So Emily Giffen and Jamie Martin are going to come. Okay, so Emily, who's obviously not a child, but is in your youth house group, is that right? Yes, Emily has come through um, the Sunday groups when I was a, 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 as a leader and is now um, in my youth house group. Yes, and Jamie is currently in, in my Sunday group. So do you want to just put your hands on Steph's shoulder there and, and then Gillian will just pass the microphone round and we'll just pray one after another. All right, bless you. Thank you. Let's pray. Lord, we just thank you for Steph, Lord, and we thank you for the amazing way that you've led and guided her to this new role as a children's ministry leader, Lord. And we just thank you for that plan that you've had for her life, Lord. And like all the children here and all the adults, that you have every hair of their head numbered, Lord, and know every day of their path in their lives, Lord. And we just thank you for that assurance for each of us today and that you've led and guided Steph in this way. Amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you for Steph for calling her to this role in service in your church. We thank you for the many ways she's already been serving here, and we pray that her sense of calling will be renewed as she works within the children's ministry at KBC. We thank you for the many gifts and talents she has, and we ask that you would fill her with your spirit and equip her further in this ministry. Lord, would you give her strength for challenges? wisdom in her decision-making, and a love for your family here, and overall, a love to see your gospel shared. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Dear God, thank you so much for Steph and all that she does already in our church, um, for her leading of house groups and uh, Sunday groups and all her involvement with children's work. And we pray now as she moves into this new role within our church uh, family that you would equip her in every way and give her all the encouragement, support and strength that she needs um, as she starts this new chapter in her life. Um, And Lord, I pray that she would be able to get alongside all the children that she's working with and that she'd be able to make a difference in their life for the sake of your name. Amen. Heavenly Father, I pray that you can guide Steph to make the right decisions as she goes into this new job. I pray that you can always remind her that she has your and this entire congregation's support behind her. Amen. Amen. Thank you. A final little round of applause for Steph. That's good. stay seated then don't worry about it um, but please stand if you can um, and join in with the actions if you can as well it's great to see you all um, worshipping as one congregation it's great thanks please stand
We are now going to hear and see what the children have been learning in their Sunday groups this term. Aren't we? We are. And we're going to invite the preschool group. This is, yep. And they have made us a poster they want to share. And I'm just going to tuck this out the way. They want to come on up and tell us all about it. What have you got for us this morning? So a few weeks ago, we were learning about Pentecost, and we've made this poster. So Joseph, can you tell us what the people heard when the Holy Spirit came? What did they hear? What was the sound like? Hard wind. Yes, that's right. A strong wind. And Finley, what did they see on their heads? Something like fire. That's right, something like fire. And the disciples were feeling very afraid and scared, weren't they? And after the Holy Spirit came, how did they feel? Eva, do you remember? Happy. That's right. And also? Brave. Brave, that's right. Isn't it a wonderful job? Look at that. Thank you so much for coming and sharing. You'll see shortly in a wee video about what else um, this group get up to. Um, anytime I go in there, they're up to something different. They have something else out. Paints, Play-Doh, scissors. It's, it's all go in there. Um, and next, we have the primary ones to threes who hide away in the top floor classroom. And I've had my exercise over the last couple of weeks um, going to visit them. Um, and they're going to come and share what they have been learning this year. We sit down or stand up? What would you like to do? Sit down. Okay, sit down. The boys and girls are wondering why I've got an egg box this morning. In this, this eggs box, the picture in the front was designed and created by Jonathan Chammers when he was in primary three. <laughs> and this eggs box has been on the go since then. And it says on the front of it that inside are clues about excellent Bible stories. We're going to choose some eggs out of here and there are some clues in here about some of the stories that we've been listening to throughout the year and maybe the boys and girls will be able to tell you about it. So, oh wait a minute, we've only got six eggs and we've got lots of boys and girls. Maisie, would you like to choose an egg? Would you like to open it up? What story did we have that might have involved a snake? Can you remember, um, Eve and Adam. Yes, well done. And the snake came into the garden, didn't it? Did Adam and Eve make a good choice when they were in the garden? Remember we had? No. Did they listen to God? No. No, they didn't. So we learned in that lesson that it's always important to listen to God. Adam, would you like to choose an egg? What's inside that one? Nothing. 
I wasn't expecting that. Nothing. What could we have had in any of our stories? And there was nothing there that you could see. John. There was one of the stories, like the boys and girls were just telling us, when the people had fire in their head and they heard a sound like rushing wind, but they didn't see anything. So what was happening then? What could they not see? The Holy Spirit. Why did God give us the Holy Spirit, Joan? So that then we could bond with him up in heaven. So that he could be with us all of the time. And we don't see him. And the other, the other thing, story that we've had was at Easter time. Something was empty, and it was a surprise. Nobody was expecting it to empty be empty. What would that be, Adam? You remembered? What would that be? Oh, yeah. The tomb. The tomb. Well done. Yep. Got four left. Nice and quiet at the back. Dolapo, would you like to choose one? What could be in that one? Oh. You might need to stand up for this one. There's <gasps> a big long bit of paper. And what does it say in the back? Maisie Wright? Can you read it? What does it say? My. Oh, look at the length of it. Says my plan. What could what story did we hear about? Somebody's plan. Oh, somebody has a big plan that we hear about every Sunday, and it's written down in the Bible. Whose big plan is that, Jonah? God's big plan. There's some names in this bit of paper. Can anybody shout any out that they can read? John. Adam. Adam. Else, if you see a name, yes, Miles, Abraham, further down, Delapo, can you read one? Peter's away down there. Any more down the bottom? Noah, can you read any down at your end? Can you read any down there? Your own name is there. And we learned that you, we are all part of God's big plan, that God's given us his word from Genesis to Revelation. It's not just a collection of wee stories, but it's a great big plan, and we are all part of it, and our names are in God's plan too. Right, we're getting through the eggs, I think. Oh. Yeah. Okay, who's going to choose the last one? Joan. What's in that one? A mini cross. Mini cross. What story would we have had that involved the cross? Jesus dying on the cross. Yes. Why? Why did Jesus die on the cross? To take away your sins. Well done. So we've had lots of stories and learned lots about God being with us and us being in God's plan. And we would ask that you would continue to pray for the boys and girls, that they would keep these stories in their heart and that they would remember that God is always with them as they grow up. Thank you. Thank you, P1s to 3s. And I'm going to swiftly move on. Um, I've worked my way around all of the groups over the last couple of weeks. 
um, to ask the children what they like best about their Sunday groups and take a peek at what they get up to. Um, and the P45 group decided that they wanted to record and share what they've been learning um, when I did that. So here's what the boys and girls had to share. What have you learned on Pentecost Sunday? That uh, all the disciples could learn different languages. Mm-hmm. Was there anything else you found interesting? Um, the, the, the fire would go on the head, I never knew that. 
Who did God send? The Holy Spirit. And why do you think the Holy Spirit is so great? Because it stays in you forever. Anna, what have you learned this year at Sunday Groups? Um, that there is a God who we can go to when we need help or we can talk to him when we need it. Okay, Xander, what have you what sticks out in your mind from this year? Uh, probably the feeding of five thousands. Uh, I think it just really it shows how Jesus cares about people. He's doing this for other people. What is a memorable thing you've learned from Sandy Groups this week? The story of David and Goliath. What did you learn, Ori? We learned how amazing God's power can be. Oh, I would say just gathering up with other people that believe the same thing as you. Alice, what do you like? Uh, I like it when we do colouring. Anna, have you thought of one now? <laughs> uh, I can't, like, just like, like all the stuff we do, but then also like learning about the world. The activities in the word searches. I like the activities, the stories, and the cookies. So yeah. Yeah, so thank you to all the boys and girls for sharing with us. Um, I'm going to invite the six sevens who love a bit of drama, and they're going to come do a drama for us, and we're going to try... Come on, we're, we're running short of time. We're going to have to cut Andy out of the service at this point. Come on. <laughs> so the sixes have a very short drama for us. Hello, I'm David Sniff out of story, and I'm here to interview some people who have been with someone who 40 days ago was dead in a tomb. I'm talking about Jesus of Nazareth. Just over 40 days ago, Jesus was killed and buried, but his friends claim that miraculously he came back to life. And for the past six weeks or so, he's been walking around Jerusalem, meeting in people's houses, and even cooking a barbecue breakfast. Peter, I understand you were with him that morning on the beach. Yes, we had been fishing on the lake all night. When we came ashore in the morning, Jesus was on the beach. He had been cooking fish for us for breakfast. He has been with you for several weeks since then. What has happened during that time? We talked a lot. We were so sad when he died and we thought we would never see him again. But he came back. I understand, Thomas, that you didn't believe at first Jesus had come back to life. No, but when he showed me the wounds in his hands and feet, I knew that it was Jesus. And over the last few weeks, he's proved in many ways that he indeed came back to life. What has he talked to you about? He's told us more about what God's kingdom is like and how he wants, he, how he wants to, us to keep following him. Earlier today, Jesus left you. What happened? We were talking with Jesus on the side of the hill. He was telling us how the Holy Spirit will give us power. Then, as we watched, Jesus went up into the sky. 
We kept watching him get higher and higher until he disappeared into the clouds. That must have been very scary. Yes, it was. We weren't sure what exactly was going on, but then two men appeared. We think they were angels. They told us that Jesus will come back one day, but in the meantime we have to wait for the Holy Spirit to come. God always keeps his promise, so we know that the Holy Spirit will come soon and give us power to live for God. Very interesting. We'll let you know as soon as we see any signs of this promised Holy Spirit. But for now, it's back to the studio. Yeah, drama is our favourite thing down, down in uh, the coffee lounge where the six sevens meet. Um, and the sevens are going to come now. And a couple of weeks ago, I had um, asked them to turn some bi- promises that we find in the Bible into a prayer. And I thought that what they came up with, what they wrote, was so powerful that we were going to pray it now. Father God, thank you for saving us. Thank you for being the one true God that we can trust. Thank you for always being there, for showing us the way in life. Thank you, Lord, for always being with us no matter where we are. Thank you, God, for always trying to help us do the right thing. And if we do the wrong thing, you will always forgive us. Thank you, Lord, for protecting us in the times of need. Thank you for the fact that you care for us and keep us safe. Thank you that we don't have to worry. Please let your glory surround us and let your power surround the world. Thank you for helping those who believe in you. Amen. Thanks, girls. So, you've heard from all of the Sunday groups now, and we are going to, I'm going to now invite Andy, and we are going to leave, and we're going to let Andy talk about Equip. Good morning, everybody. Um, my name's Andy, and I'm part of the youth team. Um, we are running very short of time, so I am not going to get to say what I was hoping to say at this service, but feel free to hang around for the 11.15, where I will get a bit longer, I think. Um, but what I want to do um, to continue this theme is to ask um, guys that would normally be up and equip. Um, so basically, if you're high school age, come and join me really quickly, like, and I mean quickly. So if you're in high school, come up here, please. We thought it would be good to be encouraged as a church to see how many young people that we have coming along to um, our Sunday morning um, Sunday group at Equip um, and to pray for them just now. I also want to take this opportunity to thank everybody that's helped with Equip um, over the year. Um, All the input has been really great and greatly appreciated. So... um, Guys, really our prayer as a church for you is to see you to continue to to grow in faith um, and we pray that you would be equipped um, as disciples. Um, So let's let's just take a moment to to pray um, just now. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you have blessed this church with so many young people and we thank you for the opportunity to meet each week and to learn more about you. We pray that everybody here and for those who can't be here this morning, um, we, we pray that they would continue to grow in their relationship with you and their faith in you and in the way that they can trust you as 
um, their Lord and Savior. And we pray that as a church we can support them um, to continue in that growth and to help equip them um, to be disciples of you. So we thank you again and we thank you for blessing this church in this way. In Jesus' name, amen. Have a seat, guys. So as you're taking a seat, I will um, tell you what I was going to talk about. Um, Basically, I was just um, hoping to continue on the theme of where Steph left off um, and about how it's so important that we are listening to what God has to say to us and how that this has been something that's been really significant for me over the past few years. Um, And a few nights ago, I was standing here at a church meeting explaining why I'm going to be stepping down from this job in August and I'm um, going to be leaving the youth team to be um, part of the um, leadership in the Eden team. Um, But I don't have time to go into all of that, so if you would like to ask me about it, um, then please feel free to come and speak to me later. And the other thing I was really hoping to speak to you uh, about was this amazing letter to the Philippians that Steph was talking about earlier. Um, Because this is such an encouraging book that you guys can read in about 15 minutes probably. And I would just encourage you all to take time this week just read through the letter from start to finish. Like I said, it'll probably take about 15, 20 minutes. Um, and be encouraged by it. There is so much uh, to learn from it. Um, and what I was hoping to, to just um, focus in on was just what comes straight after the passage that Steph was talking about in the second part, where it says, Rejoice in the Lord. And he, he goes on later to say, Rejoice in the Lord always. And he he keeps repeating this encouragement to rejoice. And I pray that it's something that we can all be better at, to remind ourselves every day that we have something to rejoice in. We have the most amazing thing to be thankful for, for what Jesus has done for us. And that if we can get into the habit of reminding ourselves every day um, to rejoice, to celebrate the fact that Jesus has done this for us, then we're going to start every day in a much better place. And it doesn't matter what our circumstances are. It might feel more difficult at times to be able to rejoice. But the one thing that never changes is God and what he has done for us. So every single day, regardless of how we're feeling, we can continue to rejoice. So I would just encourage us as a church to embrace that and to take Paul's encouragement in this letter to rejoice always in what Jesus has done for us. So on that note, I will pass you over because we are running out of time. So, Steph. Thank you, Andy. And I'm sorry I cut your your slot short. Um, promise you'll get to talk more in the next service. As you can see, we are running very, very short in time. But we plan to do the presentations of books differently anyway because we knew we had lots going on this morning. So during this next song, the children are going to leave as they come in. They are going to take a shaker. They can take a shaker during this song if you want to pass them out. Um, And they are going to go through with their leaders to receive their books there and that's where they can be collected at the end of the service. You will also find that their juice and biscuits have been popped to one end of the hall. We're hoping to put that at that end just to help 
um, with safety in the hall um, because of kids running from one end to the other uh, looking for biscuits and with hot teas and coffees. So if you can encourage your children to stay at that end, that would be greatly appreciated. I hope you've all taken something from this morning, um, from what you've heard from the kids or from Andy or from myself. Um, and I'll leave you with the band. Thank you very much. Please stand as we close our service and worship.
God, thank you so much for this morning. I thank you that we've been able to worship and learn from you this morning all together as one congregation, Lord. Um, I just pray that um, we can go from this place um, having learned something new today about you, Lord. Amen. Thank you so much, guys. Um, please take a seat. Um, so sorry for the service running on. Um, if you have any kids to pick up, they will be in the hall at the back um, and enjoy some tea and coffee if you can stay for a bit longer. Thank you.